Welcome to another episode of Dark Horse Matters, the show about people and their passionate pursuits in life. Um, I'm your host, Bev Matayoshi, and I am passionate about talking to people about their pursuit toward their dreams, which is very important. And we have to focus on it. Otherwise, you know, we, we don't get inspired. And that's the key is to be inspired. And every single week on this show, I that's what happens to me. I get inspired. So every single week, if you have been listening to the show, thank you so much for the support. And if you're new, don't forget to hit that thumbs up and subscribe and hit the bell too. So you can be notified every time we have a new guest on the show. So um, I'm very excited about today's guest because he plays a key role on the momentum of this show. And we'll get more into that, but he's a very important person who has inspired me to just, you know, keep going in podcasting. I, I had no experience prior to this, and um, he has a lot to do with, you know, just the success I've had so far. So um, I just want to give a warm welcome to Stephen Boyce, Mr. Solutions himself. Hey! Hey! I get the tambourine! Yay! <laughs> so... Hey, um, my name is Stephen Boyce, um, a.k.a. Mr. Solutions. First, before I say anything about myself, I just want to say huge fan of the show, longtime listener, first time caller. It's great to be here. Like, it's really amazing. Um, thank you so much for having me. Ooh, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It's look, it's really my pleasure. Like I said, I'm really a huge fan of the show. Um, I've been watching since the first episode. Um, I love what you're doing here. So I just, I'm just grateful to have a chance to be on the show with you. Awesome. But you know, um, Stephen, like, I, I know it kind of seems like I've been parading my high school friends on this show lately, <laughs> which is not my intent, you know, but I have reconnected with a lot of people, friends and people I haven't spoken to in a long time over the course of 2020. You know, and it's been just really inspiring to hear the transitions that people have been, you know, doing in their lives. So um, not my intent to parade my my high school friends, but I don't care because each person I've spoken to has fired me up and you have been a, a very driving force in that. So I'm super excited to have everybody listen to your story here. Well, thank you so much. Um, yes, I'm proud to be on that uh, parade of high school friends. One, it means that we're all doing fairly well, right? You know, uh, we're not all floundering at being adults. And <laughs> it seems like most of us are moving on to the, the next phases of whatever we're going to be as adults. And that is pretty exciting. And honestly, I appreciate that lens of the show. Um, I, you know, I get to reconnect with all those people that you reconnect with through this show. So, you know, I... I think that's great. Um, but yeah, Dark Horse Matters, me and you, um, you have a lot to do with why I'm doing a lot of the new things that I'm doing in my life. Um, because if I didn't get involved with the show, I actually wouldn't have all these new exciting things to talk about. Like everything that I'm doing right now has sprang from me helping, you know, or getting really fired up about what you were doing. And then being like, ooh, I want to help you with that. And then now, like, everything that I'm doing right now is a, really a springboard from Dark Horse Matters. So 
Um, I really can't thank you enough, but we're going to get into all those silly little, well, I'm not doing anything silly. I'm actually making some big moves, but we'll get into <laughs> all the things that I'm doing in a little bit. Um, but let me, you know, I'm supposed to be telling you guys about me. I haven't yeah, told Yeah. So yeah, I haven't. share the, with the audience a little bit about yourself. Um, where I know you, I, we met in high school. So, but I, now that I think about it, were you born in Hawaii? Um, one, we met in junior high school and two, I was not born in Hawaii. <laughs> so I was, I was actually born in New York. Um, I was born in the Bronx. I moved to Hawaii when I was 11, 11 and a half, 12. Um, and, uh, I don't know. It was a huge transition, right? Like moving to Hawaii, um, and coming from like, the most stereotypical city in the world, you know what I'm saying? Like city, city, and then moving to like this island where like everything is like slow paced. Everybody's yeah. all like, you know, alohas and super kind or whatever. It was it was weird. Um, yeah, I can't even imagine how different that must have been. Like growing up, I just, you know, I, I just I don't remember having a whole lot of African-American friends, you know, like Hawaii. Hawaii, like I, Caucasians and African Americans are the minority there. Like when you're yeah. calling roll, when you're hearing attendance being taken in the morning, it's all Japanese last names, or Hawaiian, or, or Filipino, <laughs> or Filipino, or Portuguese. Portuguese, you know, we call them Portuguese. That, <laughs> you know what? We ain't gonna talk about how racist that is, but yes. <laughs> but you know, like uh, I, you know, I just like. I can't even imagine how much of a culture shock that must have been for you. So what was it like growing up in Hawaii, um, being this, you know, minority? Was it weird? It was. Um, it, okay, so it was weird in good ways, and it was weird in not so good ways, I guess, right? You know what I mean? Like, one, we were kids. So there's always the, the curiosity and the unabashedness that children have, right? So, you know, I get the strange questions about my hair and, you know, about this and that or whatever. Just, you know, questions I would have never gotten if I were not the minority. Well, I get, well, yeah, black people really are not the minority anywhere. Um, but, you know, if I weren't in Hawaii, you know, that way like that, like, you know, I just wouldn't have never dealt with those questions. But at the same time, um, everyone in Hawaii is so welcoming, right? Like, and so kind, like, you know, hey, come on my, you know, come into my house and share with us stuff, you know what I mean? So, um, like, the culture shock was in both ways. Um, it really was like, here I am, and I'm not surrounded by people who look like me, and they don't have my culture, and I had to acclimate to multiple different cultures living in Hawaii. Um, like that's, I, I think that's one of the big things that, that people don't get about the island is that, you know, like while New York city is a melting pot of cultures, not all the cultures interact and embrace each other's cultures and, you know, celebrate that in schools or whatever, whatever. Right. And Hawaii is so much different. Like, you know, everybody that is integral to the islands, you know, cultural scene, gets a voice and is represented in schools and in television, you know. So one, not really seeing that representation was kind of jarring, right, for myself. 
but then also seeing how a community of people does actually come together to represent each other was also really amazing, right? So, you know, if there were more Black people in Hawaii, then, you know, they, you would see a bigger presence because Hawaii is like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. It, it's such a small place. Everybody knows each other. You know, it's, and if if you stand out, you're going to be known, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Okay, like my dad is, okay, so everybody on the, everybody on the island knows my dad because he stood at the door of Costco's for, you know, 25 years, right? So <laughs> you can't walk anywhere down the street in Hawaii without somebody being like, hey, Mr. Costco, hey, Steve, you know, yeah. like, yeah, if you stand out at all in Hawaii, everybody knows you, you know, like. Or like. Mango Man, do you remember Mango? Oh yeah, Man. I, I'm, oh, look, I'm part of his Facebook page. Of course, I remember. He Mango has a Man. Facebook page. Yeah, girl, you don't know. <laughs> no, I didn't know he had a Facebook page. That's crazy. Mango yeah. Man, like for those of you guys who don't know Mango Man, growing up, like in uh, when we went to middle school, um, there was a homeless man who was always hanging out by like Safeway and Kaneohe. There still is a homeless man. Is he still around? By... Yes. Okay, I, I haven't been around in a long time. <laughs> he just time, had a so. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> he has what he was known for his one dreadlock, which was like down to his so gross. ankles. <laughs> it was his bed, his mat that he slept on, I guess. But yeah, it was like this one giant matted dreadlock that like covered his hope. It was so gross. It's nasty. Man, Mango Man, the famous, the famous homeless man in Hawaii. Famous home. How do you become a famous homeless man? Well, that that one dread though. I gotta write a song about that. <laughs> one dread. <laughs> one dread. Yep. One dread, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mango man. I haven't thought about him in forever. Oh my gosh! Thank you for that memory. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. No, Mango man is great. He has a Facebook page. You should look him up. Okay. Yes. I'm actually, okay. So like he doesn't run his own Facebook page, like somebody in Kanye, I'm sure runs a Facebook page for Mega Man or whatever. Um, but yo, he's, he's got a Facebook page. I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to have to add him as a friend so I can keep up with his, his existence. That's yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, I was just like two weeks ago. The feed was like, Mega Man has a birthday today. I was like, well, look at that. Oh my God. So, okay, let's, let's go into, uh, I've always um, remembered you, Stephen, as a very passionate, creative ball of energy, you know, like you're, you're a writer, you're uh, an artist. So like, I just want to hear some stories of how that evolved in your life. Like, were you always creative since you were a child? Like, and what that has become, you know, in your adulthood, in adulthood. Excellent question, Bev. Um, so I have, okay, I've always considered myself creative, right? Um, and lately, as I've gotten older, I've realized, okay, I've always thought I was artistic, right? Um, but as I've gotten older, I realize I'm not really artistic so much as I am very creative, right? Like I have a lot of creative ideas. I'm very expressive with the things I want to do. Um, I am an avid writer now. Um, that is the thing that I enjoy the most, the thing that I do the most, and I probably do that the best. I, I write well. Um, I also do try my hand at illustration and video editing and playing music and all the arts. So, you know, I'm really just like, I'm just very expressive and I have a lot of ideas. I'm not very good at all the things that I try my hand at, but I still, you know, I still dabble, you know what I mean? 
Um, but but in my dabbling, what that has really evolved into is building relationships with other people who are professional in the fields that I like to explore. And those relationships <clears throat> really turned into, well, it's turned into a lot of things, but it started off as a publishing company, a digital publishing company that I run called Soul Monkey Publications. Um, okay, actually, let me take a step back. So I really run a company called Solutions LLC. That is the company that I actually run. It has a whole bunch of little subsidiaries called Soul Monkey dot, 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 right? So, um, but I run, I ran, I've run this small publication company called Soul Monkey Publications, and uh, we do graphic novels and regular novels and children's books and low content, you know, stuff. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know what low content books are, that's like journals and logs and like activity books, right? Things where you don't actually have to read stuff, but you know, you could buy it anyway, right? Is that kind of um, like a blog? Kinda no, like no, blog? no. No, we sell uh, actual books through the KDP, through Amazon. So you can uh, you can check out most of our stuff under Mr. Solutions, and we'll get all those links. I'm sure in the descriptions below. You know how you know how the internet go, people. Don't even act new. <laughs> like, subscribe, subscriptions. You know the deal, right? Um, but they're like um, like uh, you can actually order a paperback uh, journal from us, and then you can write in it like a journal, right? Um, or you can keep logs of whatever you want to keep. Um, they're actually paperwork products for the low content stuff. Uh, the, the other stuff is purely digital. So like the comic books, and the regular books, right? Um, we saved you some printing money cost on that and uh, boom, hook you up digital. But um, that has evolved into many, many more things in the decade that I've been doing that. So recently, um, I have started a start. I've picked up some new partners, which I'm very, very thankful for. And we started a new consulting agency where we are connecting people who are starting businesses, who are growing medium-sized businesses with talent that they need to do that with illustrators and writers and voice talents and video editors and all the you know cool people that they need to get their projects and their passions off the ground because i'm passionate about people and their passions yeah and how to grow them you know steven i i love how you're 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 a creative you're a very creative person but your talent is in building relationships like I I see this in you ever since we started interacting again you're always reaching out to people and seeing how you can be of value to each other and um that is a huge part of you know being an entrepreneur and um I just love that about you and oh, you you definitely you. have a positive energy in, in that way and I can see your company you know going places because of that um so like as far as um you know I, podcasting like i, I want to go into that a little bit because sure. um when i started this podcast that's when our interaction really started to be on a regular basis I mean, you reached out to me on facebook and we reconnected on social media that way and then we constantly started talking and you really really inspired me and really helped me structure this show to be a little bit you know, it helped me 
drive the conversations in these interviews because before I had no experience and my interviews would be taking like three, four hours long and I have to edit it all the way down to an hour, which was painful post-production wise. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. So your, your structure that you helped me with, with this show really, it really made a huge difference. And I just want to thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. It was my pleasure one. Um, it's one of the things that I do with show writing. Right. So I do show writing. I do script writing. Um, I do I do a conceptual writing for uh, like actual shows and movies. So I do treatments. Um, I do a lot of different writing. But one of the things that I do is I do a lot of show writing like, hey, I got the show idea. I want to do this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm always trying to get someone to do a show with me. And this is years ago. Now I actually get people to do shows with me because I changed I changed up my tech. Right. But um, <laughs> But uh, I, I used to spend a lot of time conceiving shows in their formats because I was like, oh, I got this great show idea. And I still have all these great show ideas. Like they haven't gone away. Like I still have them all written down. And then I started writing like a couple shows for people, you know, who was like, you know, I got this show I want to do. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll write your little show format or whatever. Um, so I had some experience doing that when you came and you started doing Dark Horse Matters. And I loved your first guest, Angel. Like, between, okay, between seeing you being passionate about doing anything, right? And especially in COVID times, because that's when the show came out. And then your first guest, I was like, oh, I want to help her and be a part of this somehow, right? That was, that was just really where I was, you know, mentally with, with your show. Now, one, because I have been doing show writing, right? And then two, I just, I don't know, I just loved Angel. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, like, he has he has he a lot was, of energy. He was so right on, like everything he said was like fire truth. And I was like, if this is the show that we're doing that, you know, she's doing like I I want I want to make sure it is the, you know, like the best, best show it could be. Right. Like I seen that you were didn't have a really like a format yet. And like I could tell that it was cut down from hours and hours <laughs> and hours. Of video. I watched the light change. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the sun go down in the video. <laughs> Yes. And I can see my son like shaking the Christmas tree. I'm hungry. Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I was like, one, how can I help my sister? And then, okay, I had just started talking to your sister as well because she has started coming hard with the cloud cartoon stuff, right? And then you hit with Dark Horse Matters. And I was like, this is a sign. <laughs> I was like, I'm supposed to reach out to her too and be like, yo, let me help you with this. But it was it really was a sign. Like I said, if I hadn't reached out to you on this podcast, um, I wouldn't start doing my own streams. Um, because I was all like, one, I was waiting to get some more cameras and stuff because I'm a snob and I wanted to do things like this, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um I wanted to do that and uh you know, I hadn't purchased the cameras yet, right? But then I also was like, there's a level of production we could be hitting here if we were like doing other things with OBS, right? So I ran out and got a whole bunch of stuff because I'm a psychopath. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I learned how to use OBS and all these cameras. And then, you know, and that was just to kind of be like, this is what you can do with the show, right? Not even to be like, you know, you have to do this. Like, this is just what you can do, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh my other friend was like, I don't know why you're not streaming. You have everything you need. You have more than everything you need to stream. 
So, um, you know, I started streaming and from that, I went from writing like shows every now and again for people to like, people are like, yo, I want to, I want to buy a podcast. Right. And I was like, well, I didn't think a podcast was a thing I could sell, but okay. And it was like, they wanted to like buy the production, like the writing. They wanted me to produce it like remotely so they could do it with friends. Cause I do a lot of shows where I do like remote with people across the country. And uh, people were like really fired up about that. And actually the opportunity I'm in right now with the consulting agency with the RTA Block and Soul, um, I went up there to sell them a podcast. And, you know, they was like, nah, I got a vision. I was like, I have the same vision though. And, you know, it was, yeah. for me, it was on, you know. So, Can you tell me a little bit more about the other shows? I know one of the shows that I watched every time I see it pop up on my notifications, if I'm, you know, not doing something at that moment, I'll tune in. Um, that show that you call the show. Yeah, this I, is called the show. Yeah, this is called the show. I love that show with you and Julian. Julian is, is man, that, that guy's another very inspiring person. I, um, I love Julian. I can't look, I love Julian. I love you. That, that is my dude. He is massively talented, um, <laughs> great spirit. And a voice to kill anybody. Yes, his voice Man. is very hypnotizing. <laughs> it, look, look, I don't even persuasion that way. The man's voice is sexual chocolate, right? Like, <laughs> 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 but, funny. but me, okay, so I'm going to talk about my three main shows. I'm not going to talk about the ones that I drift in and out of, depending on what I got going on or who I'm talking with, right? But uh, I do do, this is called the show, um, uh, an, an African-American discussion. I do that Monday nights with Julian Long, um, who is a host of his own show called Storytime with Julian. Um, I do urge you to check out both of these shows. Um, I subscribed. There. I'm a subscriber. I love it. Yay. <laughs> no, but check out both of these shows. Storytime with Julian is amazing. Um, but we do a show together called, this is called the show, African-American discussion, where we Talk about preconceived ills in the Black and African-American community and how we might be able to resolve that. I know like last week we were kind of, or the week before we were kind of way off topic. We were just on some relationship stuff. Um, but I think our fans really kind of was into that. So that was cool. But um, we, we've been back on topic um, since last week. But definitely check out that show. Um, I do a, another show on Mondays called uh, The Wayfarer's Guide. And I do this on Monday afternoons. And um, it is a show, it's called, okay, actually, the subtitle is uh, a, a world and life skill building show, right? So we both teach you how to, me and my friend Dragon Scaling, uh, we teach you how to build a game world, like a tabletop game world. Um, the best way I can describe it is if you're familiar with Dungeons and Dragons at all, um, it's something like that. But some years back, uh, me and another friend of mine wrote a game system of our own. Um, and recently, we've decided to bust that out on the show. And uh, we're working from that. And basically, we teach you how to use digital tools and writing skills and all various kinds of skills that you use in a game and to build a game world. And we show you how to translate that into your daily life. Um, from your work to your personal relationships and how those skills kind of translate 
and that the fact that just because it's a game doesn't mean that you're not learning something from it right like there's that's a lot cool. that you can take away I, i'm gonna have to tune into that show that's i'm interested in learning more about that that's very it's, cool it's actually a fun show um we do an hour uh where we kind of discuss like life skills and business things and topics that are really kind of relevant to how you might build the dream you're trying to build. And then we go into the game build um, and then we uh, kind of parallel those things in the game build. So kind of a fun show. Um, I enjoy it. It's the Monday morning show. So it's always beset with some kind of technical issue um, because it's Monday morning and we're, you know, <laughs> I just need to move it to Tuesday and then I won't have those problems anymore. You know what I'm saying? Um, but in third, my third show that I do that I, I really enjoy, honestly, this is my favorite conversation show that I have because it's not about anything serious. It's just about fun stuff that I'm into. Um, but I do a show on Saturday afternoons called Comic Cinema Clash, um, where we talk about comic books and their adjacent media. And what I mean by that is like movies and animation and, you know, uh, TV shows, whatever that they translate into comic books. And we just kind of, um, you know, either geek and fanboy out over something that is awesome or we completely tear something down we thought was stupid. Um, so. <laughs> what, what are the platforms that you stream live on? Because you, you stream live on multiple platforms while you do these shows, right? I do. I stream live on YouTube under Soul Monkey Publications. So you can search Soul Monkey Publications and find me under YouTube. And there's a lot of actual shows on there. Um, we, uh, we do shows as a collective. So you'll find shows from people other than myself on there. And we got some game streams and interview shows. I got an interview show. Got you and your sister on the interview show. Um, there's a lot going on on my channel. It's, this is a lot going on on my channel. But you can also <laughs> catch me on Twitch. Um, you can catch me on Twitch as Mr. Solutions. And uh, I stream both places whenever i'm streaming so you have a preference you can go pick where you want to watch me i'm not mad either way i used to stream on facebook but no one was watching yeah i actually my favorite place to stream is on youtube um i think i tuned in on twitch that last time but for some reason you guys can interact with me a little bit better when you're on i'm on the chat on youtube um because i'm the only one watching the twitch Right. So Julia's not watching the Twitch. Right. So I'm only one watching the Twitch and the YouTube. And so he can respond to the YouTube, but he's not responding to the Twitch because he's gotcha. not watching the Twitch and he can't see it. That's why. So that yeah. that's what's going on. And you know what? Honestly, uh, we we would prefer you watch on YouTube than on Twitch. Um, we just give you guys the option to watch on Twitch if you are into that. Because some people just prefer to watch the streams on Twitch. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. Twitch Twitch can be a fun um, platform, especially if you're like a DJ or, you know, like it's just I've been on, you know, the audience on certain shows where you can just type in and people are just partying like on the Twitch chat. And yeah, you know, they, they look, people are really into the Twitch chat. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. I could I would be I would have more Twitch followers if I were like more social on Twitch. Yeah. Right. Because that's what it's about. But I don't have time to be social on Twitch. Okay. I like, right. I gotta do like five shows and then I run two businesses. 
Like, I don't got time to be social on Twitch. I ain't got time to be hanging out with DJs. No, that's the thing. Like, when I log on there, you have to be engaged. Like, sit down and, you know what I mean? You can't be yeah. doing multiple things while... That's why it's fun. I, I've watched it and I was like, wow, the energy on here is is different, you know, for a it virtual is. for a virtual platform. But at the same time, I'm just like, I can't sit here and comment every two seconds, even though it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm easily, with you. You can easily lose you. yourself for hours. Yeah. But no, um, and I, you know, I also don't get all the okay, I don't get watching people play video games. I don't get watching DJs. And I also don't get watching hot tub streams. Like I, <laughs> I never even knew that was a thing. Oh, that's the biggest pain stuff on Twitch, girls. Hot tub streams. Oh my god. Oh, I don't know just if I want to learn more. Men, about men, that. men and women just wearing bathing suits in a hot tub. Sometimes playing video games. Sometimes drinking. Sometimes um, just chatting with the audience. That's a it's, little weird. It's I mean, pretty I'm not cringe. Gonna, yeah, it's I'm pretty not- cringe. And I'm not really with it. Um, But, you know, I'm not a teenage boy either. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I got for you. I'm not a teenage boy either. Um, So talking about entrepreneurs, um, especially ones who have blossomed from the pandemic, can you share, like, I I just want to know, like, what, now that you have this new business and actually, we haven't even talked about that yet. Can you tell us more about our Altia um, Block and Soul? Altia Block, mm-hmm. Block and Soul. Let I us know more about this. Okay. So, like I said, I went to go sell a podcast and uh, I met some people and they were super passionate and, and very much of the same mindset as myself. And I'll, I'll describe that a little bit before I go into the rest of the conversation because I think it's important. Um, at Solutions, the company, the main company I run, we believe that as a person, as an artist, as a creative, that no matter what you do, you can expand that, grow, and monetize it. I don't care if you're in the knitting sweaters, right? Like, like I love to knit sweaters, right? Then we believe there's an audience for that. We believe that there's a market for that and that we can promote you and get you out there. And we can do that in a way that's fair to you without taking anything out of your pocket, right? And uh, I met some people who were passionate about the same ideals as myself, and we all have different expertise. So um, I come with a lot of tech background um, and a lot of creative background in the teams that I have that I work with already on projects. So what I brought to this consulting agency was a lot of talented people who we can connect with people who had small businesses, had medium-sized businesses on the type of client base that my partners had. Um, They are specializing in things like image consulting and fashion and interior design. And then the other one is... uh, specializes in financial literacy and investing. So together, we uh, decided we we're going to make a consulting agency where from top to bottom, we re-image you and your business, your look and your style. We help you to start investing the money that your business has and should be making wisely. And we get your technological backbone secured, make sure that you're running on equipment that you can use, things that are going to be beneficial to what you're trying to do. 
And then we get you in line with talent that can help brand you and grow your business and get you out there online. So um, that's what we are doing. Um, that's what I'm doing now. It's a very exciting time in my life. It is largely the thing that I have wanted to do. Um, and like you said, my real talent is in building relationships. And I get to use that talent like every day now. And I'm, I'm building these amazing relationships with really motivated people who are doing amazing things. And uh, very soon, this will change into the thing that we want it to be, which is a full-line production studio. Um, we have an audio producer. We have shirt printers or really apparel printers. Uh, we have branding services, like everything is coming in line so that when you come and visit the studio, you'll be able to sit down and consult with us, find out all the things and goods and services you need and to get them done right there with professional fans. That That is really exciting. Like this is, I mean, it's kind of, I, I love that the services you guys provide is very comprehensive. You're kind of like a one-stop shop. Basically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what that's what it's, that's what we're trying to be. Um, we're trying to build a few more partner relationships, um, or you know, with other people who can provide some a few other small services that we feel like we're missing. Um, but other than that, it should be a one stop shop for anyone who's really serious about branding themselves, marketing themselves, making commercials and products that are going to get their message and their brand out there. Um, you can just sit down and do it all with one team and get it knocked out and send it to the internet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's the, the new world today. This virtual, um, platform, this space, this is the place to connect now, you know, more than ever. And, um, uh, on my previous interview, I was talking with Bryce, you know, just talking about that, that new virtual world out there that everyone's going to want to, you know, immerse themselves into, which is kind of like imitating real life. I mean, it's not going to replace yeah. real life in interpersonal communication and, and it might, girl. but that's the, the space that everyone's moving toward. That's the space where everyone's going to be in. And um, it's, it's a little scary to me, but at the same time, I, it fascinates me a lot, like just to see where the world is going to go, you know, within the next uh, few years or so. It's going to come soon. It's coming fast with a vengeance. Well, you know what? Oh, funny. I was watching Jamiroquai yesterday and the future's made of virtual insanity, right? <laughs> so yep, there you yep. go. I mean, he kind of, pro I mean, he's a prophecy profit in that sense you know what <laughs> space, is... you know what i would talk to you about that later but i did some research on jamiroquai and uh he kind of is a prophet he got really into native americans and the first people's nation stuff and uh, like all of his music is about social change even that virtual insanity song like if you listen to the lyrics like it's actually kind of well it's a band one i thought it was a person it's a band um, but yeah, Jamiroquai is pretty interesting. Uh, I'm going to have to dive deep into the lyrics of that song now. Thank you for, you know, I'm, that's going to like trigger my, my, my brain. I love diving into the lyrics of music. It's Me one too. of my favorite things to do. Jamiroquai. Virtual I'm a insanity. Psycho. Yo, that song, <laughs> look, that song was fire though. People was like sleeping on virtual insanity when that song came up. No, they wasn't. That was a hit, but yo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before we end this interview, I want to um, 
just ask you like what is can you share with the audience what your mission is um for the future near and far like what is your vision for your team that you're building here and its expansion like where do you guys see yourselves going that is a great question um honestly my vision for myself um and i i would love to say my entire team and take them with me, but you cannot account for people, right? Not everyone shares the same heights of vision that you do, right? But I think my leadership team, I think for us, um, it's touching every part of industry. Um, when I started this a decade ago, it was about being a media mogul and getting into production of goods, the selling of services, you know, I, I want to have my hands in all markets. Um, I don't, I, I, I've never understood a person that's like, I want to have this business and that is it, right? Like I'm always of the mindset, why not everything, right? And that's, that's the future for me is, you know, having my fingers and I don't want to be filthy rich, but I want my fingers in everything. Yeah, like, I mean, that's part of, going global, you know, like, yeah. And uh, if you can have that mindset to, to expand that big, I mean, that's powerful. And I truly believe that the only way to do that is through your network, building yes. relationships with people, because the more people you talk to, the more doors open up and you meet people that are fired up with the same vision as you. And then it just opens more doors. You know, I, I just love that it, that's what excites me about um, entrepreneurship. That's what excites me about people who are passionate about their dreams. You know, every time I meet, stop biting my hand, Fanny. Every time I meet somebody new and I connect with them and um, my whole point, like when I hear these stories that fire me up, I always try to introduce the idea of, of me interviewing them on the show so I can share that with others. That energy is so powerful and, you can't get that anywhere else besides personal, interpersonal communication and connections with each other, the human connection. It's so important and it's very inspiring. I agree with you 110%. Um, like you, my passion is people's passions. Um, I, I get excited about helping people grow their passion, right? I want to, I literally want to see everyone succeed at what they love to do. Me like, too. I love that. That's, you know, what what really fires me up. Yes, and that's what really fires me up is like I like I said if you knit sweaters and that's what you are passionate about, I want to help you be more passionate about that. Yep, and just go the extra mile making knitting sweaters like super exciting to whoever's passionate about that too. Right, That's let's cut you a dope YouTube video with transitions and stingers and we come <laughs> in on your hands knitting all fast or knitting all slow. I don't know, let's, let's, let's do something. Let's yeah. do something. Yeah, that's like, so cool. You know. you know, I just really appreciate you, Stephen, for just connecting with me when I first started this show, it just has strung some new energy into my life that I will forever be grateful for. And I don't want it to end. I don't want it to end. I just want to keep this going. I, I want to, you know, just 
see, I want to take this journey with you on how far and how big we can make this. Look, me and you are going to ride it till the wheels fall off, but the wheels ain't going to fall off because we're going to do regular maintenance on the vehicles. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That's a good analogy. All right. And uh, we're going to both be wildly successful. I'm very proud of you for all the things that you are doing. And, you know, between me and you, we know what you're doing. I love what you're doing. Um, I'm very proud of you on all fronts, um, from the show to your business and your family and your job, like you're killing it. And uh, it's just, I'm really proud to be a part of what you are doing. And really, again, I wouldn't even be doing any of what I'm doing right now if it wasn't for Dark Horse Matters. Aww, like like the, path, <laughs> the path that my life is on right now is directly related to you and the dude on the Monday show, Dragon. Like he's the one that was like, you need to be streaming right now. Like if it wasn't for you two, I would like, not be on this wonderful path that I'm on right now. So I cannot thank you enough. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know what? Let's just keep this going, man. This momentum. I love it. Thank you so much, Steven, for joining us on Dark Horse Matters. And thank you everyone for watching this episode. If you enjoyed it, you know, just make sure you subscribe and hit that bell so you can see what's happening next week. And that's I right. Have I have a great lineup of people to share their passionate journeys with you all. So with that being said, have a great week and be passionate.